No, but I think it's an important perspective to have is to understand that there are no certainties in choice. You may feel like you understand where the next step's going, but really all you're doing is accepting the risk of what that step will bring. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of No Experience Acquired. My name is Chase, and I'm here with my co-host... Stephen with a PH. Welcome, Stephen. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel welcomed. Oh, good. You yeah, are. Okay. You are. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm welcome, welcome to your show. Yeah, welcome as well. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> We're also joined here today by uh, Michael, our guest co-host. Michael, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh... I was trying to decide how I was going to introduce myself. I thought about doing like a, I don't know. But anyways, a I'm, song. Uh, I'm, yeah, you can open yeah, with a song. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Wait, I, we can clip it. We uh, need another that's one. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'm Chase's brother. I'm his oldest brother and uh, the light of his life and his guide in, in everything he does. So that's, that's uh, yeah, that's who I am. Yeah, I'm going to record over that and reintroduce you. <laughs> okay. He told me you were the Sounds wind good. beneath his wings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I am Chase's older brother, Michael. Uh, yeah, that's that's just who I am. That's one. I've, why do you and Caitlin both just introduce you? We've been as... doing that since we were children, Chase. Ever <laughs> since we were in elementary school, we were like, we're Chase's brother because he's the kid who can do backflips. Uh, yeah, that that was basically it. That you're was just that admitting was it. that you're basically the trained monkeys <laughs> sibling. <laughs> that's pretty much. That's <laughs> how. <laughs> <it went. laughs> I uh, I yeah. I had to introduce myself as Chase's brother for a long, long time. Well, after 35 years, you might want to find a, a different introduction. And I've been doing it for so long i don't really know what to do now i guess uh <laughs> chase's older brother wait that's the same thing i don't know <laughs> all right how about you tell us a little bit about uh about yourself what you do what you've uh yeah what you've done <laughs> that's a long long list oh uh, good we've got time. yeah no i'm uh, currently i'm in construction um what kind of construction all construction. All, just, con- all of it? Yeah, pretty much anything general and everything. There's bridges, just general construction. Apartments. Yeah, whatever, ta- whatever it takes. Right now, I'm remodeling a restaurant. And nice. uh, yeah, it's it's been good. Um, yeah, it's it's been a solid process. I've done a lot of different things. Um, I've got two kids. I've got a wife, Sequoia. And, uh, and then my kids are Maggie and Hudson. Hudson's two months old this past week. So yeah, yeah. Uh, those are, those are, yeah, he is. Those are honestly the kind of the most important things these days is, uh, yeah, I think Maggie and Hudson's dad is probably a better uh, reaction than Chase's brother, but they haven't, they haven't been able to make their mark yet. I'm giving them a couple years (laughs) and they'll get out there. Then I can really say it. Then I'll I'll have that. And you're going to be relegated to the death spin of history at that point. So you might as well take advantage of the all or nothing. Take advantage of the Chase's brother while you got it. Cause it's not going to last forever. While no, you'll always be my brother, but it's just not going to be an important part. Basically my only merit is that. (laughs) Hey, what have you accomplished in life? Well, my brother and sister introduced themselves as my brother and sister. Still, you know, still I'm kind of a big deal. 35 years. And I just can't break that habit. Yeah. I, so how long have you been doing construction? Uh, well, I'm 35. And so 35 years. 
I've been I, I've been on job sites since I was baby. You know, uh, one form or another, I've been doing that. Yeah, that's not a joke either. Our dad is no. a, a contractor. Uh, yes, yeah, he's been um, taking us to work for a while. Yeah, that was we joke about it, but that was our. Our family days were us going to the job site to clean up and then going to the dump. That yeah. was like Saturdays with dad. Yeah. Going, for, going to the gas station. Hucked garbage off the yep. dump trailer. It was yep. actually yep. pretty fun. It was, yeah. Chucking it as far as you could. That was, that was, uh, so yeah, that wasn't, that's not really a joke when I say I've been doing it on my, since I was a baby. It's, it's been, it's to been my whole life. To yeah. the DNA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so the, Episode topic today is a little bit about paths and stuff and different destinations or, you know, something a little bit more esoteric, but you've basically said that you've just done one path your entire life. Um, no, how, I, how I, is I this really, conversation going to go? <laughs> That's the thing. I haven't. I've, I've had multiple paths that have woven together uh, in a lot of different ways and, and, uh, you know, you can't, I, I guess, so I picked this topic and it's just been on my mind lately because- I just turned 35 a couple months ago and I guess only like a month ago. Happy really. birthday. Yeah. It doesn't matter after 30. Trust me. Yeah. You, October comes around. Yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> 35, um, get every day is closer to 40 and it's just kind of, I'm starting to look back on my life just in interest. Like I'm far removed enough mm. from a lot of, things that mm-hmm. now I can, I can see them for what they were, uh, rather than being close enough that I, I have a bias. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have that immediacy to a lot of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a weird thing that, that really makes me feel like I'm getting old when I, when I see that more than a lot of other things, when I can, uh, look back and realize that Things that I've not, the, the where I've been, I recognize where it's taken me, but I don't have um, deep feelings like you do in, in an immediate pre or post experience of those things. Yeah, so those emotions and things that come along with it <clears throat> can uh, sometimes obscure the reality of what it is, right? So you can, now that you've gotten some distance from those things, you can observe them kind of for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more of an indifferent observer at this point for some things. Don't get me wrong. There's still lots of things that I'm like, I I have, yeah, I do have strong feelings about, and I think about. You're a bit of an emotional wreck. (laughs) Constantly. There ends, you know. Uh, if I start crying on this, then I'm going to walk out. So. Oh, that's perfect. We also need the, mm-hmm. along with conflict, yeah. we also need some emotion yes. in here. So yeah. Yeah. some drama. Yeah. We're well. going to, we're going to just go ahead and nip this in the bud right now, mainly for our family. If you're waiting to hear if me and Chase are going to get in a big argument on this, we committed to not doing that. Michael committed to that. I'll see if I can make it I happen. Committed. I'm not going to be the one to ruin this podcast for him. So. Well, it was ruined like from episode one. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. Steven is still trying to get rid of me. Yeah. 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 You might replace him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually probably pretty good. He's really close to me. So it's a, it's an easy transition okay. and he's better than me. So he's like uh, the better version of you. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. He never introduces himself as Michael's brother. So I, I can't Cause he has say no emotions. Yeah, I, there's no, <laughs> it's cause I have to, you know, I have to differentiate myself. Otherwise I'll just be completely overshadowed. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so, well, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure how this should go, but I'm just curious, honestly, to hear from you guys. Um, mm. a, a big part of it is, um, why don't you start your own podcast for that? Because you already have all the equipment and everything. Why would I do that? Just use us, man. That's exactly what I'm doing. Use and abuse them. No, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm interested in having this conversation with you guys. I want to hear also, like, I don't want to just talk about my life and what I've done and where I'm going. I love hearing about other people's lives. You know, I'll talk about it, but I also, I want it to be a conversation. Maybe I'm looking to gain some insight from you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to find my way. Even though, even though this podcast is called, right? Yeah. No experience required. Yeah. Yeah. But it should really be called no experience (laughs) obtained. Like that's, that's or just bad experience. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Don't do this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Learn from our bad experiences. Uh, You could, you could definitely make a podcast off of that for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can just join the third host right yeah, now. I know, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned you turned 35 recently. Yep. And and now you're talking about reflection, things like that. Do you think, you know, you hear the term midlife crisis a lot. Is that a real thing? Do you think, like, is a part of you understand a little bit? Part of me does. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's not so much that I have regrets about what I didn't do. It's just more that I recognize that, I'm not going to get to do a lot of those things again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people actually are going through is that, um, that realization of, of growth as positive and, and as important as it is, is also, it's not, it's not always a fun thing to recognize. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to turn your mic just a little bit more. Yeah, you. No worries. How about that? That's, that's good. better. Sorry, everyone. This is my first time doing this. <laughs> He's nervous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, midlife crisis, uh, 30 didn't bother me. Uh, it was a good year. I got married, you know, it was, it was, it was, a every year has been a good year for the most part. I, I, I really can say that, uh, my life has been, even with its ups and downs, I don't have a whole lot of regrets about it. And I, I don't feel like there's things that I would change. Um, everybody's got little things they would do differently, but you, you go back and, and I think this is also kind of where it ties in. Originally, the conversation was going to be space and time part two. Mm. Time-wise and scheduling didn't work out. So Ryan, coming for you next time. We'll, we'll get this, we'll get this going next time. No, yeah. we'll, I need to I need to be more ready for it. But um, <clears throat> it kind of does tie back into it because you go back and you look at it and you you like you guys talked about in that episode. Would you change the things if you had the ability to time travel? Would you change the path that you've gone down? Um, and I think part of part of growing older and again getting to that point where you can look at things with a more um and I know um is is a cardinal sin on podcasts, but uh we've committed it multiple times. Yeah. Pretty much every um, episode. So what's the word I'm looking for? Uh kind of disinterested, not disinterested. Uh um, <clears throat> dissociated. Yeah. You can dissociate from, from some of the events in your life and some mm-hmm. of the pathways and you can realize that, no, I really wouldn't change those things because I can see now where they're at or where they've taken me to. Um, so yeah, the midlife crisis thing isn't necessarily, at least for me, I can't speak for anybody else. Uh, but for me, it isn't so much that I'm regretting what I didn't do, it's that those experiences are now a lot of them past me. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a bittersweet realization that 
you're in a different, you really are in a different part of life and the things that you've loved uh, and the places and, and the people that have been a part of your life and that you've gotten to experience everything with, even they, it, it, it goes away after a little while mm-hmm. and recognizing that is harder than recognizing or harder on you than recognizing, Oh man, I could have done this. I, I should have tried this when I was younger because that, that was an experience that doesn't, obviously it really probably wouldn't have changed your life all that much. And so what? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my perception of a midlife crisis at this point. Do you think it's also, <clears throat> you're getting to an age where you do start to see those different stages more as a category of each area of your life, right? Like you can, you can observe them as sections of your life and quote unquote phases in your life, but you can also now look forward and recognize the different phases coming up because you've had enough time to watch your parents um, and other people ahead of you live their lives, go through those different phases that you can kind of expect to. And, um, you know, the, just that whole perspective, whereas maybe when you were younger that you weren't able to see clearly. Honestly, no, 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 I really, I'm, I'm just as, uh, unprepared and blind to what the next stage is as I was Mm. at any other stage. And I think that is something that age does kind of teach you is that you don't, you don't know what's coming. You mm. you think you do when you're younger. You've got a plan and you don't know. Mm. You know, your parents, your grandparents, your family, their life paths and journeys are different than yours. And yeah, you can take lessons from it, but you it's not gonna it it's not a map. Uh it's more of a uh, tour guide. You know, hey, this is some spots you may want to check out along the way. And if you don't, then there's other things that you can see that may not be in this guidebook. That's, that's maybe that's a better way to look at it for me. Just again, from the, uh, from the perch of wise old age, <laughs> you young children are coming in for advice. No, it's, yeah. it's just kind of been my perspective lately. Realizations. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think in my own experience, so I'm the youngest of four siblings and you know, sometimes you have this kind of uh, opportunity to watch them grow up and make their own mistakes. And you, you think, well, I'm going to avoid whatever they did. And, you know, obviously you make your own along the way. And I was able to avoid some of the stuff that some of the mistakes they made or some of the experiences they went through. And obviously had my own complete set of mistakes along the way. But I think a part of me always recognized that kind of like tour guide thing that you're talking about, right? Like I I thought, okay, well, everyone's kind of has this certain path and in this life that's very kind of cookie cutter in a way. And and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It just was kind of very set out for them. And I was like, I will not like grow up and live, you know, follow that kind of pathway. And I haven't, and it's been a good thing and a bad thing in a lot of ways. Right. I think in, in the pursuit of, of just trying to be different, I've probably, uh, you know, suffered in in areas where I probably could have learned a lot more from them or appreciated uh, certain things that they did that I could have um, emulated in my own life. But uh, yeah, I I think it's good to recognize that, especially in a family unit, like people have their own path, right? And and I think for a long time, I, I was 
kind of grieving, like, well, now we're like way too different. <laughs> so, you know, everyone has like a different, because you had gone a different path. Um, not necessarily just me, but I think once I got older and now that I look back, I, it made me, makes me a little bit sad sometimes how different we are. Mm. Um, and Why a part of me, I think a part of it's because, um, it's caused distance. I think not just like physical distance, but, um, just relationship wise, I think everyone's gone so distant and it's hard to mm, sometimes find common ground, I guess. Mm with my own family. And so I, I sometimes do look back and wish like, I wish I would have appreciated it more. I think I was like way too eager to just like kind of leave and do my own thing and be totally different from everyone. And now that I like look for common ground and everything, and it's hard to find I'm like, Oh, like I wish I, I would have appreciated that a little bit more. But at the same time, like I think it's a good thing um, to kind of like pave your own. Yeah. And so if it makes you feel any better, uh, I can, I can relate to that. And I don't know if Chase can, but <clears throat> Chase and I and Caitlin, we are all different people now and we, it's, it's just life, you know? Uh, and I don't think any of us were eager to get away or, you know, forge our own paths. And we all have taken very different paths for the most part. You know, I've, I've, um, yeah, but no matter what, you still end up with that distance somewhat in between you. And yeah, there's, there's always the, the, the connection that you can go back to, but it's good. It's the same thing. Um, like I was just talking about looking back, I can recognize there were times where, okay. So just personal relationship, Chase and I would, we'd spent, uh, all day, you know, when we weren't at work, we were all day, every day together doing just different things. And that's not a part of our lives anymore. We got, life life moves on and that distance comes in no matter what um and so yeah I, I can relate to you saying i wish i would have appreciated it more because that is one thing that i do i i, I look back and say man i i didn't know that that was not going to go on forever and it was something special and um yeah you you i i feel what you're saying there yeah, yeah. and and uh yeah yeah so yeah. It's, I get you. And that's to say, like, I don't regret that necessarily that that happened. I just wish I could have appreciated it more exactly. in the moment. Exactly. Um, but I fully recognize that had we not taken all these paths, we wouldn't be who we are. Today. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, I, I'm as, I'm glad we're not in the same position. It would be a lot different if I was 35 and he was, Chase was 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, if it was still the same thing, a part of me says it would be awesome to just still be you know, working out every night and rock climbing and running every day. But the other part of me is like, man, I, I, there's no way I would be this person if that was still my life, just hanging out, doing that stuff all day, every day with him. And, uh, yeah. So appreciation for it in the moment is hard to do. And, and I don't think you can, I don't think you really can. I don't think anybody ever has that true appreciation in the moment. I forget what it's from, but somebody says, I wish there was a way to... It's the office. The okay, office. yeah, I wish yeah. that's right. <laughs> I was thinking about that quote the yeah, whole yeah. time yeah. I was saying that. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying hard. to remember where it's it was the from. Only, the only good thing Andy ever said on that show. <laughs> wish there was a way to know no, that you were in the good old days while you're in the good old days. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's 100% true. Yeah. But, I mean, it... I also wouldn't, like, trade where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, there'd be so much that I'd be giving up at that point too, to, to go back to it. Yeah. Cause you, the distance is most often caused by, um, you know, things like family. 
Yeah. Right. Like we both have our families and it's impossible to have a good functioning relationships and building healthy families. If our relationship relationship was still that exact same way. Yeah. And I mean, I was working in kitchens, so I worked from like three to to 11, mm-hmm. three to midnight. And so I had all the rest of the time in the world to do whatever yeah. else I wanted to. And now you've got, you know, you work for a massive multinational corporation. I don't know if you guys have talked about it on the show, but uh, I'm not going like to throw you like out. Corporation. Just, <laughs> you work for this horrible, <laughs> no, you work for no, corporate. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got a, you know, you've got a dedicated career where you were a part-time gymnastics coach and barista who couldn't wake up in the morning to, to make coffee. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You know? uh, it's just difference. It's a different life now. And you, you've, you've got to move past some of those things and, and appreciate them for what they were now and, and be grateful for them, but don't let it distract from what you have in the moment either. Yeah, I think it's the contrast that really builds the appreciation. Yeah, you recognize exactly. what was good about it now. Yeah. And I, th- I think even when you get some perspective moving forward, that you also then are able to have some perspective and gratefulness for the things that you have now. Oh, yeah. Because now you're also able to look back and see what you didn't have before and what you were missing. Yeah, absolutely. I would never, there's, and this is, yeah, the love, you know, the love of my wife and kids that's a, that's experience that just, it, nothing else, nothing yeah, else, you can't. no other portion of my life has meant as much. You can and imagine something before yeah, that, no. like yeah. what it would be. Yeah. And I know it's a weird, like I've been, Stephen, I know like without, like, I, I hate when people say, yeah, when you, when you get kids, you'll understand, <laughs> but it really yeah. is, it really is kind of true. Like it's kind of an inexplicable thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that <clears throat> I was actually having this conversation with Rod a little bit ago mm-hmm. of saying basically that it's something that I could never even explain to you now that I have it. I still can't put it into words yeah. that you'll understand yeah. or it's just, and something that I imagined before I had it, that I imagined and thought with all that I could, all the love that I would feel, all the experience that it would be. And it was nothing even remotely close because there was nothing else to compare it to. And so it's impossible to explain because outside of it, there's nothing that even comes remotely close. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, you can't explain it to somebody. And when I was telling like, Hey, it's not that everyone's going to have kids or anything like that. It's just that I can't tell you what it does to you because there's nothing else to compare it to. Yeah. 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 So talked about paths and I want to give you an opportunity to see if there's a couple of those inflection points in your life that you feel like, and maybe you can give some context and story around it Yeah, that have brought you here. Yeah. And that was, I was actually going to ask uh, you or Steven, uh, the next one, but I, I guess you <laughs> jumped me. So, uh, I, there's been, there's been quite a few inflection points. Um, I, so I started working in restaurants uh, just kind of randomly when I was 17, uh, I was, I had broken my wrist sophomore year of high school. And uh, this is a weird way to connect it all, but, uh, I didn't realize it until senior year. And so I had to get surgery done on it. I couldn't play football, which, you know, cause that's how you broke your wrist. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I broke up playing football and, um, it never healed. I never 
got it taken care of. Athletic trainer told me it was carpal tunnel. So I wore a brace for however long. And eventually I got it checked out. Uh, and so I had to get surgery on it. Couldn't play football. Uh, so I became the, uh, one of the managers and, um, I, me and, and my friends had kind of, we were just in different places. senior high school. That's the way it goes. Okay. But you know, so I would go to Fratelli's for lunch and And Fratelli's is a, yeah, but sorry. Uh, Fratelli's a local pizza place. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I would go there for lunch and eventually one of the guys, Paco, uh, rest in peace. Uh, he, uh, he asked me if I could, if I wanted a job. So I started working with them, uh, at 17 and, um, went to college or started going to college for, uh, dual major in French and English education, realized I really loved restaurants, switched to hotel restaurant management, realized that really wasn't the direction I wanted to go in restaurants, went to culinary school and, uh, trained for that and started cooking. That was one of the major inflection points in my life was, was the, um, so you attribute that to starting working in restaurants. Honestly. Yeah. I, I always loved cooking. I enjoyed the process of making food and and making things taste good, but there's a difference. A a little anecdote (sighs) about our cooking abilities and our differences. When we were kids, Michael came up with a dessert idea to do (laughs) cookies and whipped cream, which was delicious. (laughs) And I thought, man, I want to do something. So I half copied him on the whipped cream part, but I used white bread and it was not delicious. Wow. So uh, Michael definitely had a bigger knack yeah, from it from well, an early age. Yeah. That was just the, uh, the chunkster in me wanting to eat cookies and whipped cream together. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, yeah. I had the chunkster cause it was white yeah. bread yeah. and whipped cream, but it was terrible. That does sound pretty gross. It was not good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cooking, Cooking at home, like making food and working in restaurants are two very, very different things. Uh, and I really did find a love for working in restaurants and the the atmosphere and the pace and the people. And it was, um, I still have that, that connection to it. I still, some of my best friends are still in the restaurant industry and I, I have that uh, uh, love for working in restaurants and cooking in restaurants. Um, and it kind of, it, 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 it shaped a big part of who I am at this point. Um, it gave me a lot of appreciation for people and for providing for people and for giving them things that make them happy. Uh, that's, that's been a huge, a huge thing for me. And even now in construction, uh, the biggest thing that I enjoy about it, the thing that I love is creating something that will make other people it makes their lives a little bit better. Uh, just being there or, or seeing it or having a place that, that I've helped create and it, they, they have a better life because of it. Um, yeah. So that was that I, I started cooking. Then, um, another big point was I, I was working in a restaurant down in Phoenix. I just started, working there. It was a big deal for me. It was a really good, really good restaurant. Um, I was super excited about it and, uh, circumstances were that I needed to come back up to Flagstaff. So I had to quit the job there and, uh, I needed something to, uh, 
I, I was, I was kind of depressed. I was uh, a bigger kid, you could say, you know, uh, and I just needed something to make my life better. And, um, I decided that I was going to do a Tough Mudder and I called Chase up and we committed to a training program and we spent the next six months just again, doing, doing all the things that I now really love, whether it's running or rock climbing or mountain biking or working out that I don't get to do as much anymore just because of life, but it still is a big part of who I am. Um, and really kind of shaping a second, uh, you know, a second part of my life going, having, having these things that I love to do that I'd never gotten to experience before. Um, and it gave me a whole new appreciation for life itself and for, for just existence Mm. and being here. Um, you know, uh, then, uh, the third big inflection was meeting my now wife. It Mm. was, uh, I had, I had never really had any relationships before. Uh, and it wasn't ever, I, I, I don't want to say I'd given up, but I had kind of like just decided that I needed to focus on becoming a better person, like becoming a healthier person that someone would actually want to be with. Not just physically, because up at the, by that point I was, you know, I was a physically healthy person and now I needed to transition back to making myself more mentally healthy and, and becoming more comfortable with just being me. You know, I, I had been looking and trying to find something else, uh, to, uh, fulfill me. And, uh, I decided I need to kind of find that in myself. And then I kind of was able to, I, at that point then I met Sequoia and, um, She's been, <laughs> I don't know how this turned into like me telling my life story, but, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we started dating and we never really stopped. We were together every day and, uh, we went to Paris and I asked her to marry me on the Eiffel tower and shot myself in the foot there. Cause I'll never be able to match that <laughs> moment, you know, and how, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it was such a good idea. I know, I know, I know. But uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, and I guess I need to go back because uh, I did get to, I was fortunate enough to be able to be young and dumb and spend money that I probably shouldn't have on traveling to Europe uh, and experiencing experiencing a world outside of the places that I'd seen my whole life. Uh, and it gave, same thing, gave me a different perspective on just life itself and, and appreciating the the wide openness of it all and and how much of it that we don't get to, we don't ever really know that we're missing out on. Um, and that we never really know that we'll be missing out on. I'm sure you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, Steven. You've, you've, you've been able to travel quite a bit, um, which I'd love to kind of hear some more about that. Uh, as someone who it's a little bit harder now with a couple kids, it makes travel a little more, uh, you have to plan, you have to think, um, but yeah, um, so being able to travel a little bit and then again, finding her and having, having my kids, uh, it made me realize that I had to really, uh, again, because I've, I've bounced around from a lot of different things. I've done a lot, I've taken a lot of different paths. I've, I've tried different avenues and I've been good at things and I've been bad at things. Um, but then there comes a time when you have to really kind of 
And, and for me, having kids has, and, and a wife has really been the inflection point of, I've got to find something. I have to make that decision to really buckle down and make a choice and make a commitment to something, uh, to a single path. And granted, I've done that so many times in my life. I thought that cooking was going to be my, uh, my single thing. Um, I was dedicated to it. I was a cook. That was, that was who I was. It was my identity. And then things change, things happen and you, you end up on another path. You find yourself in a different journey. Uh, so there's nothing saying that that's not going to happen again. It's going to happen again. I don't know where it's going to be, but, uh, you, I just feel like lately I've had to have a little more, uh, purpose, uh, not purpose. Um, intentionality. Yes, exactly. I need to be more intentional with what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's been what really kind of brought me to this topic is figuring out, I don't know, just, just that need for intentionality on a path, um, or, or how other people feel about it. And other people, again, both of you guys have had the same thing, really varied, varied paths that you both have taken. And that's why I kind of feel like we can talk about this kind of stuff. We got not the same life experience exactly, but the same type of life experience where the bouncing and the, the trying to find a way. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm again, I'm 35 and still trying to figure that out. And so I figured I'd come on this podcast and f- see if you guys can point me in the right direction. <laughs> we'll figure it out together, yeah. man. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, hey, let me just go on this and ask the guys with no experience <laughs> that they say they have no experience. Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't too like rambling. I don't feel like it was. No, I think a... it's good. I think those are all really. And so I've watched you grow up. <clears throat> um, have you? Yeah. I'm grown up. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched you in the process of growing up, <laughs> continued trajectory. You've uh, watched me get older. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I think, um, and I, I think it is cool to <clears throat> see some of the things and hear about the things that have impacted you. Um, cause kind of with Caitlin, the same thing, I get to live it with you. And so a lot of the time that shared context means we don't have to talk about it much. So getting to actually hear your perspective rather than just me observing it is, is really neat. Um, so not rambling at all, really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I think those are all three major inflection points that I would agree with that really changed the direction of your life in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. And there's of course a lot more, even like you said, traveling and, um, even schooling, all those things that you maybe touched on yeah. weren't necessarily major life events, I guess, or, you know, inflection points that you might see, they still did impact your path, still yeah. redirected you in a little bit in little ways or in medium or even large ways in some. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really cool to hear. And it's also Stephen, like, uh, it's easy for me to listen to and get to hear it, but as you, um, as you're listening without all that shared context, do you have any thoughts and questions for Michael about his story? Anything you want to clarify or understand anything? Um, well, I, I th- well, for one, we start, I mean, I got to know you yeah. a little bit. I, I moved to Flagstaff and <clears throat> I actually like, hung, we hung out a few times yeah, back, yeah. yeah, back in the day. Yeah. I think we more than me lost, and you. More than yeah, Chris and I, honestly. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, which is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was yeah. so different than my perspective on things. Yeah. yeah. Rod was asking me about that <laughs> yeah. today. And, uh, you know, Chase thought I was 35 when he first met me at 17 <laughs> years old, which is the age. Uh, 
are so young. So I'm like, gosh, like, um, anyway, <laughs> no, yeah. it's been interesting because I, I think, you know, I never saw myself living in Arizona. I always thought I was going to grow up and live and die in New Mexico, which yeah. is like, ugh. but now that I think about it, but, uh, <laughs> no. And, uh, so yeah, I got to know you, we became friends yeah. and then, um, and that was through church. And then, you know, we hung out a little bit outside of that as well. We kind of had like a, you know, friend group. Yeah. A little yeah, friend yeah. group going yeah. on a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and then we kind of lost touch a little bit yeah. in, in a way. I mean, we, we kind of were just doing just our own thing. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so but how I always, old were both of you guys during this time? Like, when was this? I, it was, well, you yeah. moved here. Let's see. Okay. Cause I was probably in the military at that point. 2012, 2013, maybe. 2013. Yeah. 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 If you moved, yeah. <laughs> then yeah, you were in the military at that point. Uh, I was cooking. Um, and yeah, you guys had just moved to town. Um, and yeah, we just started hanging out. Yeah. Laura Hagen was yep. a big part yeah. of putting that all yeah. together. IT, IT, um, the Broadduses, yeah, which we've you know, also had on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get all my yeah, exactly. group back. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get the group back. Laura, you're next. Yeah. yeah. They all start uh, marching in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, I get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, she was, Laura yeah. was really good about uh, making all that kind of stuff happen. She yeah. was very, uh, forceful, not like forceful sounds bad, but no, drawing just like, that, like yeah, circle exactly. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Just, we, yeah. we were a really random group of people. Yeah. To be yeah. Very, together. very different like, group of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started to get to know you and then we reconnected once you and Sequoia met and I was yeah. like, actually able to yeah. do your wedding. Yeah. You, you, you um, shot our wedding, which was amazing. You know, yeah. uh, you were there. Yeah. Well, he was in the background. Yeah. Like, yeah, just taking pictures creepily. It's still great. You didn't even hire me. I just shot your wedding. I just, <laughs> just showed up with the camera. Yeah, the other photographer was, was not happy. Yeah. They were not uh, happy at all. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been able to to observe your life to some degree yeah, yeah. as well, for, yeah. you know, as an outsider. And I'm pretty close to your family and all. Yeah, but, um, you know, we've we've had your brother-in-law, Ryan. It's We've always had a great connection because yeah, of food and that absolutely. kind of thing. And um, so we've had we've had our our connections over the years yeah. and our times our, together. Our paths yeah. have crossed yeah, exactly. for sure yeah. um, quite yeah. a bit. And now here we are recording yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Uh, full circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, full circle moment. Um, no, it's, it's really interesting to kind of hear you talk about your experience. And, and I know we come from similar backgrounds, um, but even with Chase, I, <laughs> I think we talked about this in our last episode. I didn't know much about Chase. Like I didn't know him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and our relationship I think was always surface. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's fine. Like yeah. I'm okay with that. But then yeah. at some point I think it's like, who is this guy really? Right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, is that you asking me now? No, 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 no. I mean, I still don't know who you are, really. <laughs> no, but, uh, no one does. He's such a creep. He just yeah. does. <laughs> you start to get close and he just backflips yeah. away from you. Yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, yeah. oh, I think I'm going to get to know him. And then he's like, so like, I I, have you guys made the point that Chase was a gymnast for a really long time? We oh, always, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He was, we did, right? Yeah, we did. You did. You talked Caitlin about it and, and, uh, with the, when you were deciding whether to do homeschooling or not. Oh yeah. That's yeah. right. Okay. All right. I'm glad at least you remember. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I just, you know, I didn't want there to be like people. Why does he keep talking about like, backflips? <laughs> just like, I really just ran away from the circus and kind of integrated into the family. Yeah. I just never left. They didn't push me away, yeah. so I stayed. No, uh, Chase, is, we kept him there because he was the only reason we got to go on trips. Oh. <laughs> I mean, trips is a strong word. It's oh, mostly it's just down to Phoenix, down to Phoenix two hours away. Hey, Out of town. The, yeah. the Homewood Suites, got to then go watch him do gymnastics, go to the 
concession oh. stand. Yeah. When you're, were you homeschooled as well? No. Okay. I was going to say when you're homeschooled, you'll take anything. No, I was, uh, I was the only one who uh, did all, was did, actually educated. Yeah, you know. Civilized. He was the educated. only one who learned how to let's, read in the family. Let's, it's a big let's deal. Let's be honest. Let's look at where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. just doing backflips and yeah. eating bread with whipped cream. Yeah. I'm trying to make it work. It's not yeah. going well. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I was never homeschooled. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think I could have handled it. I, I was bad enough at school as it was. If I didn't have any, I, I, I so I recently uh, got officially diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a pretty big, yeah. 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 So, uh, but I, I think just, that deserved a, yeah. Is that yeah. the wrong one? Do you guys Is have that, like a, a sparkle uh, or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do have that. There we go. No, That's it's, the, it's great news when you've lived with something for so long and you actually get a diagnosis yeah, because yeah, then and, at yeah. least you know. Um, yeah, it explains a lot and kind of makes me, like, again, it's talking about journeys and pathways. Yeah. It makes me kind of realize why I took certain paths and why certain things didn't work out, certain things did. Um, so yeah, I, that, that's, yeah, I would never have done well with homeschooling cause I could barely when I was forced to sit through class, I could barely handle the homework and that kind of stuff. Test mm. breeze through, but, uh, the, mm. you know, the homework and classwork and actually being in the moment, not so great. And so, I wasn't good at either. <laughs> I just went out and jumped on the trampoline. I no joke. I did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> The, the difference is I was not good at jumping on the trampoline, so I wouldn't even have had that. <laughs> You're good at cooking, though. You're mm-hmm. a great cook, by the way, listeners. He's, you know, when I'm, he talks about his, his cooking background, I'm he fine. really is I'm a great cook. Yeah. A lot of my favorite meals are pretty much basically whenever I go to Michael's. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I do okay. Speaking yeah. of pathways and, yeah. and, you know, journeys and, and things you could have gone on. I know at one point you guys had started possibly like a YouTube channel, maybe or we're going to, Oh yeah, yeah we, we were, were going to, Oh yeah. Another one of my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the common denominator. Of almost. No, it's uh, yeah, people we, should not start things with me. Yeah. It just is never going to, well, this one's lasted way longer than anything else so far. It That's definitely true. Lasted. This is really a milestone. I, I felt so. Yeah. We were going to do a uh, cooking channel with me doing uh, cooking tutorials and it just, it's a lot of work. It really is. And it's, and I'm honestly, uh, the process of trying to, I've, if you ask anybody, I've tried to give recipes to people before. It's not a good thing. I am not, I'm not great at, uh, conveying information in a lot of ways to people because I just kind of you make it. it up as you go along. Yeah, I just do it. I don't, you know, I have, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not off a cookbook. All yeah. Michael's, Michael's recipes and meals will always taste a little bit different every time because yeah. he just, as he's going, it'll be like, oh, I want to try that. Oh, yeah. this needs a little bit more of that. A little yeah. bit. I, it, my, my recipes are basically grocery lists. That's really what they come down to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we tried to do it. And I, it, it, it honestly was just, I think especially at the mo- in the moment as well, more than either of us could handle on our plate. Uh, yeah. Me putting together. Yeah. yeah, that's, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought he was making a pun and good. then he no, didn't. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the, the, the process of editing for Chase and the process of actually being able to put together in a coherent way how to cook something uh, is a lot harder for me than just doing it. 
it's it's not yeah so um yeah mm. that's we've tried doing some of that kind of stuff before i tried to start i tried to start a tiktok you did kind of i didn't know about this i, I, was say, I, never, I think a place like that would actually be yeah great it probably would it, then it comes into the, my my video editing skills really are the issue i i don't like, know I how to like, want to like yeah i don't know how to set you. up i don't know how to set up cameras i don't know how to like make the jumps to different things hey yeah um mm-hmm. yeah uh, so maybe one of these days i'll i'll get back on that wagon but yeah. from now i uh maybe we'll incorporate it into the podcast okay. <laughs> we'll do like <laughs> cooking with michael <laughs> thursdays and we'll, you'll just cook and we'll yeah. sit down and yeah. eat and talk yeah i think it'd be fun <laughs> oh that sounds yeah. steven's just trying to get you to cook yeah. us meals yeah. i'm just trying honestly, to honestly honestly be great because i need what's, like, uh, I, uh, what's the meal is, today michael Oh, yeah. that's great. All right. Thanks. Well, I'll see you next time. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have the guest on. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, say, you know, um, it, it, uh, uh, my, uh, my love for cooking, it's been slightly diminished lately, not because mm-hmm. I don't love to cook, but just because I don't have the, uh, time to put in the effort to really make up. And so when I, mm. when I have someone else involved, when I'm cooking for someone else or doing something for somebody, then I really get to like jump back in and be like, and it goes back to the same thing. What I really enjoy about cooking, if it's just for me, chances are, I'm not going to really, I'm going to make, you know, ground beef and rice and yeah. throw in fried egg on there. But if I'm trying to make someone else happy and really cook that's for somebody, great. that's what, that's what I really love. You know, that's been a, a defining factor of my pathways is trying to find ways to make other people in this world happy. Mm. Um, Being of service. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And I can say Michael is always, um, <clears throat> that has been a consistent theme through all the things that you've done through construction, um, helping Mitchell and Kaylin do a lot of their house when they got into there and, um, all through life doing different things. You've always tried to be there for the family, even now a lot better than the rest of us. Uh, Michael will give me a call or text me just about every day, uh, to see how I'm doing. And, you know, that's, uh, something I always really admire. I wish I was better at and do strive to do better at that you're still an example for me. And Caitlin um, and my mom tell me the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even hardly make it texting or calling one person. And Michael checks on all of us all the time, just make sure we're doing right. And um, if there's anything in do, and like I said, just being of service. And uh, yeah, I think it's an incredible trait you have. So I, I it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I think about it every now and again. I kind of it's almost a coping mechanism for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a way to soothe anxiety as weird as that sounds. I can Mm -hmm. check in on you guys and I can make selfish a little bit. (laughs) No, I want to know. I want to know how you guys are doing. I want to check on you (laughs) and make sure and talk to you guys, you know, and maintain those kind of things. But it also like, I, I don't, I don't like wondering how you guys are doing. I like knowing how you guys are doing mm. and checking in and seeing how everybody's feeling and if anybody needs anything. Yeah, uh, well, we same grew thing. up. We grew up really close. Yeah, um, we talked about that. We had uh, we went and did everything together, and that's very true. But we also just had really good relationships uh, between the three of us and our yeah. family. We've always been very close. Let's clarify. It did come after a certain point. It yeah. came like honestly, I right around the time. I don't know. I turned, I don't know, 21, 22, somewhere around there, I think is when, and you and I, I feel bad. 
you know, I, I, whenever me and Mitchell, which who's already been on the podcast, you come hang out with us. We're a little bit mean to you. You know, we were, <laughs> you know, we were 18, 19, 20 year olds, just 20 year old guys being jerks. And so after that point is really when we actually started building a relationship, me and you and me and Caitlin and you and Caitlin, all of us together and like becoming close. I really feel like that, it, like the closeness was always there. We were always a close family, but the close personal relationships, interpersonal relationships didn't come along until about that point. Yeah. We life. became friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, we were just brother and sisters. You're four years older than Chase? Five. Five. Three. 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 Okay. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Three. I'll be 32. Yeah. Exactly. Next month. Yeah. It's so on a week. Next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, <clears throat> so going back that that anxiety or that part, but I think it is just a part of you that needs to be, is, so we talk about, I, I talk about this with a friend, we have like this pressure to do certain things and it's well, kind of what drives us in some yeah. creativity and how you feel like, oh, you want to create for people and to do yeah. that. There's this yeah. pressure that builds and that allows you to then yeah. really put things into it. So I, I don't know for sure, it's just my perspective, but seeing that that, part of checking and how we're doing is part of that pressure that builds up and you, you feel that you need to know and it satiates that little bit of, um, some sort of energy there yeah. that you can, you can then like, all right, everyone's good. My family's good. Yeah. You know, everything's no, exactly. Now my secret's out and the, the daily texts and phone calls just aren't going to mean as much because it's really just making myself feel better. I thought he was going to say, it's just going to end now. Like it's He's all like, done. Right. <laughs> like, it's so rude. You should have appreciated it while I did it. You might not The good old days just now yeah. gone. Look yeah. at that. The it's thing like, is, are they being honest when they're like, yeah, we're fine? It is, a, you know, I don't think anybody's really being honest when they tell you we're fine. <laughs> I think we're all, <laughs> no, really. I, we all, we all have busy, hectic, stressful lives and we don't want to put that on anybody else either. You know, everybody else. And granted, there are certain relationships that you can, you can open up right. every now and again. And Chase, uh, Chase especially is one of the people that I can, you know, and I know he, I hope he feels the same way. Like if he, I can call him up and say, Hey, d cause I can, you know, you get a gut feeling, especially I'm sure you have things like that with, with Ryan or, you mm -hmm. know, close friends or uh, you can, you can, you know, you got a gut feeling. Someone needs just a call and say, Hey, how are you really doing? Uh, yeah. You know, what, what's, what's, what's going on? Not just saying hi, but you need to just, and sometimes then you just need to just vent and not actually say anything. You just need to get your, get your feelings out there. Yeah. So that's no, true. Yeah. Are yeah. you, are you like a fixer or are you a listener? Chase is more of a listener. Yeah. Yeah. He's better We're gonna about have to that. Ask Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, I, I feel like you are. I feel like you can just sit there and you can listen to people and granted, don't get me wrong. You will give advice and you will, mm. you will try and point people in the right direction and help wherever you can. I don't have the, sorry. And I just totally just bogarted your question. <laughs> no, I was kind of hoping you would answer because Caitlin answered yeah. a Caitlin, lot. Caitlin yeah. is the same thing. I don't need to talk. Why? See, that's why I can listen. Cause I don't I need to talk. They have that outside yeah. perspective of what, you know, how no, you actually are toward them. Yeah, exactly. No, where I have to, and it honestly, like a, you know, I, I've tried to be better about it. Sometimes people don't need you to fix their problems. Sometimes they need you to just listen to them and, you know, be there. But I have a hard time not actually trying to fix it. Like, I'm just like, all right, let's what, okay, let's, it's, if someone has something going on, I'm 
as soon as I find out, I'm on the phone Googling, like, all right, what, what, what can you do about this? All right. And then I call whoever. I'm like, well, have they tried this? Have they tried that? You know, what? And so, yeah, Chase is a much better listener than I am as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying you don't, yeah, you, yeah. like, you don't want to help people and you don't want to fix it. You just know, you know better when that's needed and when it, it's just like, okay, you just need to, like, you just need someone to be there for you. Yeah. I'm I think I still, that. I still look at those things and worry that I overbounce. I try and be conscious of it. I don't know if I always succeed in I'm it. so glad you did not say cognizant. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to. <laughs> I try and be, it's not a word that I use regularly. <laughs> okay, good. Just in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's just when I quit, get my corporate messaging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, um. I, I try and listen for it and and make sure that I'm not doing that because I think growing up I I no I would say I always tried to listen and yeah be there um hopefully that I'd be able to do something but more often than not um, the advice was there but I think I, I realized that people need to take advice and make their decisions to do it so they can affect the change in their lives a lot of times um, I think in one relationship particularly it. I was a crutch. I just became a crutch. And so the person wasn't becoming stronger and they weren't being better because of it. And so I, I, it took me a while to realize that. I don't know if it was a, it's hard to say if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but try and let them then, um, you know, still listen and be there. But realizing that eventually if I try and fix everything all the time, the other person that I'm trying to help ends up becoming weaker and they can't handle their own problems and situations when they come along, which is hard to realize um, when you're trying to do something well-intentioned and it ends up you're not actually helping in the way that you think you're helping. You might be helping individual circumstances and situations, but not necessarily helping the person become who they need to be to handle it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that affects a lot now in that my, I try and keep in mind that my goal is to help them become, you know, what they need to so they can handle the situation because it's not my situation. And at the end of it, the risk is really on them. The, ris- the repercussions and the consequences are on them. And I can't take those from them. And so, yeah, just making sure that uh, if I can give advice to help in the situation, but it's then or listen and you know do what i can do but make sure that it's that the end goal is to help them overall not necessarily just in the specific circumstance and not that i don't ever help in the certain circumstance it's you know we all need help in things but yeah i think that's my general perspective so bringing it back to the uh the topic well let's 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 see first of all steven are you a better listener or a better uh, are you more of a helper or a fixer? Fixer. I'm. I'm going to assume that I'm just. I'm a, a good listener because I feel like people tend to yeah. like tell me a lot of stuff. So and I feel like there's been this pattern of. Um, I think I was talking to a friend, Sarah Neal, about how um, people tell me like really, really personal things sometimes, just out of the blue, and. Uh, at first, you know, I'm like, uh, like I don't know what to do with this information. You know, like this is a lot um, to like hold <laughs> for someone. Uh, not that I'm holding it for them, but you know, just very personal things. And um, and I'm assuming that just comes from people feeling comfortable enough to 
the Tommy stuff. So yeah, I'm, I would assume I'm a good listener, but I don't know. Maybe my family and friends might actually say otherwise. <sighs> I hope I'm a good listener and I hope I help in some way. Maybe that's how I help is just by listening, you know? That's a huge help. Yeah. Like I was saying, people need that a lot of times more than they need someone to come in and trying to fix things. Um, no, so I guess then it kind of ties back around, at least to me, okay, I can I can see this is where my personality has shaped some of the paths that I've taken, some of the journeys that I've... Uh, uh, that, I, that that I've gone down. What about you guys? I, I, I Stephen, I'm interested to hear. I really am interested. I've, I've heard some of your some of your stories, and obviously, yeah. I know a little bit of your background. But um, you know, you've you've had a very varied life as well, and I'm curious to hear about where where your pathways have led you, and what you think took what you think took you down those pathways. Ooh, that's loaded. Uh... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it very similarly, you know, I, I just, I come from a big family, at least immediate family. There was four siblings and, you know, I was raised by two parents and, <laughs> uh, you know, life was always a little chaotic. And, uh, for me, I feel like, um, yeah, there was quite a bit of very big events in my life that I, I feel like altered a lot and probably, um, led me down paths that have made me who I am today. And, uh, so yeah, I, I was born in Texas, grew up in New Mexico and, uh, grew up in this very small little town called Silver City. And, uh, I grew up going to church. I grew up very religious and I say religious cause I think that's what it was at the time was just, um, was just religion. Right. I, I didn't have like a, I didn't have my own relationship or, or faith or anything like that. It was just kind of, you know, going with what my family was doing. And, uh, and so that was a huge, uh, thing for me in my life was, was that, um, and that sort of crumbled. So, you know, I, I left the church and I think that was a very, very big, um, event for me. So that was right around, I think it was my senior year of high school, which is already a pretty crazy year. And, uh, so I lost like all my friends, uh, most of them. I moved to Albuquerque for, you know, a short time. And my sister and my brother-in-law were already living here in Flagstaff at that point. So they were like, Hey, come on up. Just, uh, you know, maybe you'll like it here. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think I will. You know, I'll just, <laughs> I'll figure life out on my own. And, uh, I was being very stubborn and I was just kind of in a bitter place. I ended up moving down here, meet all these wonderful people, which like half of them are your guys' family. <laughs> and, uh, and funnily enough, yeah, like I, I met you guys, but I, I, I didn't get to hang out as much as I probably wish I could have with you guys. But, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, I moved over here. I, you know, the original intention was to go to college. I didn't, I started working and, uh, I, I knew I always wanted to do some type of like media and photography or video and things like that. And, uh, so yeah, I, I meet, um, uh, two people with one of them being Caitlin, your sister who do photography and they're just like encouraging me like, yeah, you've got potential. And it's, it's so funny. Cause looking back at the photos that they saw back then, it was like, I, if I saw those photos now, I would not think there's potential in that person. Like, honestly, <laughs> they were so bad. I think they were just being nice, but you know, it encouraged me. So I, I kept at it. And, uh, so I think moving here was, was another very huge thing. I, I moved here, you know, I didn't really have friends. Um, it was honestly quite difficult to fit in, um, initially, and kind of find my own place. Um, so I moved 
you know, I, I moved out of, from underneath my parents at 17. So I was fairly young. And at that point I was just kind of trying to figure things out on my own. And, uh, here I am <laughs> 12 years later, still trying to figure <laughs> okay, things out. on my own. Right. Uh, no. And, uh, but yeah, the photography thing did take off yeah. and, and I, I never made it, um, like my main mm-hmm. source of income. It's always been a side thing. I always call it a side thing. Uh, part of it was out of fear, just a failure, right? And and not wanting to lose the stability of, of just a normal nine to five job. And then the other part of it was was just burnout mm-hmm. in the photography, like specifically wedding industry. Um, so yeah, I, I got a pretty good job with this medical uh, device company and I really enjoy what I do now. So I still do photography a little bit on the side, but um, yeah, I, I think right now I'm, I'm at this point with photography, at least where I'm kind of trying to rediscover mm-hmm. my your passion for passion it. for it essentially, which is an interesting, I, yeah. I definitely can relate to that because it's yeah. the same thing um, with cooking. I'm assuming. With cooking yeah. 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 You, you, you can burn out so much on the work of it that you forget why you actually enjoyed it in the first place. So yeah. how are you, and sorry, hopefully I'm not taking over here. How are you, because I, as someone who I, I relate to that very strongly, how are you incorporating that passion back in your life? How are you getting it back into it? <laughs> So uh, right now I'm just shooting for fun. Okay. And I think that's been the biggest thing. So Chase randomly one day was like, I'm buying a camera, right? And Caitlin Tell and I, I first, as I do. Chase. <laughs> Chase is, <sighs> the amount of times Chase has said, I'm buying whatever it is. Yeah, I, was whatever. I was hoping it was going to be like, I'm going to do. No, it says I'm buying. Yeah. Well, right. it is. It is. Yeah. I am going to. The thing is, though, he does these things and he's good at them. And then he stops. Yeah, annoying. And that's why we all hate him. Yeah. That's where no. we we're getting way off topic. No. No, we hate ahead, you. No. Uh, <laughs> no, he randomly is like, I'm thinking I'm going to buy this camera. Right. And at first Caitlin and I were both like, dude, now, stop. Hold on. When is this within the past six months or is this last? Oh, oh yeah. This okay. Within right. the last six so weeks. this is, a, this is a new one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be another though. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That's okay. <laughs> don't even, I'm like, I don't know. I, so he's like, you know, should I do this? And both Kate and I were like, stop, don't do it. Like use your camera you already have. And he's like, that's a video camera, not a photography camera, you know? <laughs> so I'm Just like, throw me into the bus today. He j- I totally am. So he starts getting me all excited. Cause I'm like, well, it'd be awesome. You know? And he's like, we, you can like come out and we can like learn stuff together and you can like get back into it. And so I'm getting all excited. Cause I'm like, that's just what I need is, yeah, is, is yeah. just a way to, to kind of feed this absolutely as, as something I enjoy and as a hobby, as opposed to a, to a job. And yeah. so I'm like, awesome. Like do it, man. Like, you know, buy the camera, yeah. let's, let's do outings. <laughs> I'm sure Gabby is <laughs> grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Gabby. Uh, yeah. She hasn't talked to me or Steve in the past few months, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, which funnily enough, we still have not gone out at all with our cameras together, but, but, we still have not gone out. <laughs> <laughs> we have we, gone out separately. We have gone out separately. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I'm like, cool. Well, you know, I'll go out and, and just start taking photos for fun. So uh, just an Instagram thing. And it's nice. just, Good. you know, it's nothing like my normal work. Um, Except I'm, I'm that the quality to, is really yeah. good. No, that's okay. It's finding, yeah. it's finding that, that inspiration in something Absolutely. else. You don't have to do this. You don't have to yeah. find it in the same place yeah. you did before. You can find it in something entirely new that maybe yeah. you're, yeah, it, t- technically it's not as, as challenging, yeah. but it right. still is gratifying, which is Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Which, which is, I think is what I needed. And then, yeah. and then another aspect, it is 
challenging in the sense of I think I've relied on people okay. a lot to just okay. kind of make my photo yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For me now, it's easier to like capture people and, and yeah. capture a moment or capture them dressed beautifully because it's her wedding and yeah. it's just a pretty picture. It's everything's catered for it to be yeah. a perfect day, right? Okay. And, and so uh, now I'm just trying to find inspiration and. In, anything or everything and, and i'm trying to do landscape and i'll eventually want to learn like yeah. astrophotography and things like that but uh so yeah i just kind of shoot anything and cool. everything now and i try to make it look pretty and even if it doesn't i, f- I feel like as long as it makes me like if it scratches yeah. that itch yeah. and, like visually or in my brain wherever that itch is uh then then it's you yeah, know it's, then I, I succeeded it's still moving you down to. that path of yeah I, sorry i keep on trying to tie it yeah. back into i feel like i'm obligated to because i pick this thing so but good. it's I'm like uh, way out it's <laughs> it's moving you down that path of of happiness and inspiration in that field yeah, yeah that's awesome absolutely. that's good yeah and that's i mean photography has been yeah i mean hey you never know maybe you'll uh maybe we'll figure out a way to match <laughs> both worlds and then you can cover Steven said yeah, he wanted to do like, food photography i'm I just do. saying yeah I if you want to do food photography <laughs> And it gives me a good reason to, yeah. to make yeah. up new stuff. I haven't, yeah, yeah. 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 no, I, but no, I, I am excited that you, I'm excited for you to find, I can find another path yeah. to, to go down. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's, it feels, it, it feels like I went back to that, you know, initial start of when I started down that photography yeah. kind yeah. of pathway uh, where it was very exciting, very new. And, and I kind of loved the learning process of it. And uh, I feel like I just went back to that path and I'm just going to like retake it, but yeah. just, you know, enjoy the things maybe I didn't yeah. or forgot to enjoy along the way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think I've gotten to watch both of you um, <clears throat> over the years, Steven, even watching you and, and talking with Caitlin about you uh, being a good photographer and how she was jealous of what you were able to do and things like that. But watching both your creative endeavors in a lot of ways shape who you are um, and both drop out of that passion in some ways, knowing that you still loved it, knowing that you still, you know, wanted to do it in some ways, but just couldn't get back into that same, couldn't find that same passion, that same creative pressure, right. That'll allow you to do it. And, uh, so that's a lot of the reasons why I've I've talked with you the last little bit, knowing that cooking is just that, that thing that can bring joy to you in ways that nothing else really can, it's its own specific thing. And the same with you getting to talk with you about photography and being excited. Part of my excitement is, is knowing that, um, getting to work with passionate people and people who are good at what they do and getting to watch people do what they enjoy is such a cool thing to see. And, and people who are good at what they do, there's a special thing about watching people who are good at what they do, who they genuinely love what they do, enjoying that process as a whole. It's, yeah, it's, it's something that you don't get to do even when you're doing it, um, yourself, right? There's something about watching a passionate person and a gifted person work. Mm. That's such a, a cool thing. It's, it's watching something exceptional and it's so, and yeah, there's, I think a mix between seeing something that you, you wish you could do, watching people do things at a high level, but also enjoying it. The combination of those two things is really cool to see. And so I would love to see you cook just for the sake of doing it, not for any other reason, doesn't need to go anywhere, but same as getting to see Steven do photography, see the results, know what it does for him and him be excited about what he's starting to do. Even if it's not, you know, it's not going and doing weddings, it's not doing this, which he is still, 
but yeah. getting to see the results of it and see these cool different things from a perspective and this actual art. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat thing to do. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so then uh, now the question comes to you, your, your path of enjoyment, because I've seen you do everything. Uh, I will do everything, but I've also <laughs> seen you, I've seen the thing that you were passionate and incredible at, which was gymnastics. You did that for a long, long time and you were, you know, so what now, because yeah, you have done <laughs> so many things. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it feels like you're always looking for that next thing. What is, what, 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 what's going to scratch that itch for you? I mean, I know you're probably still looking for it, but what, what is your path of like something that satisfies and, and fulfills that that need for, it may not be a creative aspect. It may be with you. I don't know. I feel like Steven and I, both of ours are, are creative endeavors that we find that satisfaction and not, that's not the only way to do it is, is creativity and artistic uh, uh, endeavors and, and, uh, um, you know, so what, what, what about you? What's the, what's the path now? What's the journey? <laughs> I don't know. That's probably the same thing you guys have observed. Always just kind of looking for the next thing. What are you running from, Chase? <laughs> what are you running to or what are you running from? <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoy a lot of things. Yeah, I get that. I enjoy yeah. a lot of things. I enjoy woodworking. I enjoy mountain biking. I enjoy all sorts of things. You yeah, know. I can't afford all the things that I enjoy. <laughs> That's the difference between us, Chase. Yeah, yeah. I'm There's like, that. I have to use yeah. the camera, yeah. the same camera <laughs> yes. I bought seven exactly. years ago. I can't just buy. <laughs> but also, like, you do find there's that satisfaction and fulfillment that you find uh, in photography that you don't find in really anything else, right? I mean, I may, I may be wrong. But is that, that, that's kind of what I, what I get like a, spe a sp specific and special kind of fulfillment that you get from that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. That one's a hard one. I, I feel like there is other things I just haven't, I think, given in my time and, and like resources, but like writing is one. And I think that's mm -hmm. another one that Chase and I have really like kind of initially connected on as well was like writing. We were like, Oh, Hey, let's write. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and, and I did, I had like a blog for a little bit, mm -hmm. and, you know, just like a personal blog or yeah. whatever, like a diary. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, so we, I think we're writing all, we're all millennials. We grew up in the age of starting a blog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like podcasting. It's just yeah, what it's one's just what not one changed. Like, yeah, apparent, yeah. yeah. No, it's just, we don't have to actually write it out. We just talk. Yeah. Now we, <laughs> it's, it's a less, lot more lazy. It's less work. Yeah. No, but gives me the same feeling without all the work. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, Chase, I, I think with you and the, our very first episode was, um, storytelling, the, yeah, storytelling, yeah. the importance of storytelling. And I feel like you are a storyteller, like at heart, in some way, right? Maybe it's not at literally heart, but without like, the gift, just without the skill. <laughs> you just gotta be that skill a little bit. Uh, no, you. You said my getting my first tooth pulled was a good story. That was uh, no, okay, story. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I feel like you obviously have this sort of um, desire to tell story in some form you've done YouTube, you've done a blog, you've done a podcast before this one. Uh, you write, you're now doing photography. I really appreciate story a lot. 
in all of the different art forms. And I think it ties, yeah, it does kind of tie a lot together, even in the work that I do now. Um, I said it in that podcast, even like as a, cause as a product manager, it's a weird way of framing, but you're trying to look for these different stories and things. And I, so in the food, I really even appreciate the story that goes into it. And you understand that aspect mm-hmm. of life a lot better than mm-hmm. I do. And the same for photography, <clears throat> whether it's a series or whether it's this thing I'm looking at for connecting points of an actual story throughout and what it's telling and, or an individual photo. And, um, so yeah, I really do. I don't know. I wish I had an answer as far as like, Oh, what's my itch. I really enjoy writing just in general. Um, and I enjoy photography. I really, really enjoy the process of photography. One of my main constraints right now is just similar to you is that there's so much else going on Mm -hmm. right now. The energy it takes for that pressure to be built up. Yeah. It's, it's not there. And so when I, when it comes, I'll take advantage of yeah. it. But yeah. a lot of time it's not there enough for it to become a consistent thing and a skill set and a part of my life that's regularly there, like a part of my day to day. And that's, I think, even for photography, like I would love to see you do those things. I like those because in one way, I also wish, I wish that I could also have that passion. Yeah, I had a passion for gymnastics. In some way there's this, not a jealousy, but this, Longing for the same thing. Like I know cooking yeah. is what makes you happy yeah. and I want you to do that so bad because like you said, gymnastics was like that thing for me and yeah. that's not there. Yeah. And I can't ever do that again like yeah, that. Exactly. You can't be at that yeah. same level anymore. Yeah. And, and so knowing that you have the ability and wanting you to have that enjoyment that again is a part of life that, um, there's a lot of great parts to life, but there's a special place for those things. And wanting you to have that fulfillment there because it brings you a type of peace too, right? It brings you just this sense of peace and fulfillment that, that other things can't quite, they can bring other types, but there's something special about that. And same with you for, with photography, knowing the gift and ability you have and also seeing just the, um, yeah, like those, those trying different things that you've been doing and taking pictures of different cars and around different places um, seeing that creativity come out, not just in weddings where it's like you have your established looking yeah. things, but building something new and you being excited about that and wanting to go out and do it. Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate being able to, even if I can't necessarily find it myself, getting to see that is partly selfish too. Yeah. I, I get a, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Satisfaction. Like it's satisfaction, but it's like a second high. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a contact high for yeah, me. Kind of, yeah. It brings, <laughs> it's like a touch of that feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It takes you back to the, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what? You are not allowed to vicariously live through any of us. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're living vicarious. That's the exact word. It's vicarious. Vicarious. Yeah, 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 vicarious experience. Yeah. Well, I do it yeah. anyway, so I'm going to keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But those, and so they do, I mean, because it drives a lot, it drives a lot of other areas in your life too, as far as that creative pressure and energy can be constructive and destructive at the same time. If you don't release it and even if you don't allow it to build up or you don't, you know, you don't engage with it, it can be destructive in the other areas of your life because that joy that you get from it, you know, that joy is there. And when it's not, it can start to seep out and becomes something negative and we can become depressive and you can start to feel depressed because you're not engaging with it because you're not releasing it. Um, or you don't have that release, even if it's not necessarily like, Oh, I, well, I just, or you overdo it. And suddenly all that creative pressure is gone entirely to where it's at low. 
right? Like balancing that creative pressure is an important aspect to keeping happiness and health in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone needs an outlet of some sort to, to be able to, I guess, release some of that. And it's different for everyone. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like it can negatively turn or quickly turn into a negative. I don't know. Yeah. I think like I uh, said before, the contrast sometimes makes it so that thing that can bring you so much joy and everything like that. When you deplete that pressure and that good, healthy pressure, and it becomes something negative because you're still required to draw from that same area. And all of a sudden all of that's gone. And so you, one, it's already dragging you down. And two, you know that you used to love it. And so the fact that you used to love it and now that you hate it, that contrast also adds that depressive nature to it. Yeah. And that's a tough thing to go through. Yeah. Interesting. I like that concept of creative pressure that you have to, it builds up and that's really what comes, you know, comes to it as the pressure of, of producing. Mm-hmm. And I found there's, there's a, cause I have a conversation with a guy at work for like the past two years and both of them, we, we joke that he's two years ahead of me and I'm just two years behind mm-hmm. him. And so we talk a lot about, cause he also liked to write and he likes to do these things. And so we talk a lot about that creative work because he's had these ups and downs. And so finally centering on finding a balance between the true to where you're relieving the pressure and using it adequately, but not drawing it all the way down because mm. so often you get so inspired and you're, you love what you're doing. So you just dive all the way yeah. in and you put everything into it. And when you're young, there's so much of that there. And there's just like, you just, it seems endless, yeah. but as you get older and as things start to get, wait a minute, yeah, that, pr- that pressure has to equalize in other, in other chambers. Yeah. You got family, yeah. it's pressure has to be. Exactly. Equal. Yeah. Is that and what you're doing with all these projects? Yeah. <laughs> I think you just described yourself. Right just got <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I've learned this. Okay. But re- realizing that that creative pressure does come up. And so trying to figure out where that healthy balance is to where you're not letting it fill all the way up and you feel ang- like you feel anxious and anxiety about it because it's so built up and like you have to do something but enough to where you're not also draining it entirely low and you're just consistently using it as a good fuel source to fuel those things and let, you know, bring it apart as part of your healthy balance breakfast, like frosted flakes, our new sponsor. (laughs) You guys have really, really stepped up the game here. I feel like I was like tripping out for a second there. Like, am I just hearing things? It just, as I was saying it, it just reminded me of the balance healthy (laughs) breakfast. We yeah, are not yeah. ba- we are not that sponsored break, that by breakfast was not balanced and healthy. <laughs> it was not that, it's all yeah. sugar. <laughs> 14, 14 ounces of milk, sixteen yeah. ounces of it's juice. Like Pop tarts for breakfast Pop, every day. Yeah. Like perfectly healthy. <laughs> it's a four thousand calorie breakfast yeah. right there. It's balanced if you're Paul Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um but yeah, the, uh, it kind of jumped off there. I couldn't help sorry. it. Uh, that, that's why are you apologizing? Because I just kept it rolling. That was good. That's better. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I would love to see that in all, in people's lives too, as I recognize these things. And I said, yeah, it's, same with Caitlin. Caitlin has a real gift of photography. Um, and I, know. She I, I wish, get back into it. she does. Yes. I really, really enjoy, um, <laughs> watching the gifts. And I've talked about it. Like the things that I do, there was, there's, there's like things that I do and I don't know, it's this weird part of me also think about how to say this. Even if I do something well, um, I don't necessarily like to be observed 
doing well. I think that's why I like running so much and not that I do it well, but I just go out there by myself and it doesn't really matter. And I just run. Um, when I do something and it's like somebody says, Oh, you're doing this great, man. You're really good at that or that for some reason it, it I'm just like, I don't know. It causes a weird switch. I me. Mean, I don't even know why it, like makes me not want to do that thing. Are you talking about the process itself or the product? Mm, both. Right. It kind of just sets me apart from that. Like I like this process of learning and feeling like I have so far to go in this long journey. But what's so weird is that I really appreciate getting to watch people who do those things. And I keep coming back to it because it's this strange, again, contrast of like, I, I enjoy watching you guys do what you do and getting to appreciate it because I do, I understand in a lot of ways how much work, talent, skill, effort, time, sweat, all of that it takes to actually be good at those things. And so getting to see that, all that encompasses is how the appreciation is there for that. And like knowing how much you've gone through, Michael, in learning how to cook and how much it means to you, not only how much you've done, so it's the combination that you've been able to really be passionate about it, but also the amount of effort that it's been worth to you to become good at it, that appreciation becomes this holistic thing. And the same thing with photography, watching you just year over year, seeing how long it takes someone to build a skill set. And as I've started to do more photography, seeing how much you have to think about it and how hard it is to take all these things into account and all those, you know, the, some natural talent, other is a lot of ability. And so just that full holistic appreciation of it. Hmm. I'm, I, and you had mentioned that you don't like kind of like being observed, even if you're good at something. Mm -hmm. Is that like a, a vulnerability thing? Um, I'm like, I'm not trying to be like a therapist. No, right now, I started thinking curious. about it. I actually started thinking about this a while ago. Um, I grew up, uh, and because of gymnastics, gymnastics obviously takes a lot of hard work and there's a lot of athletic ability that it comes with just through years of practice. I started when I was four years old. And so I did gymnastics for years until I was 16 and growing up, uh, I had, I think it does stem a lot from this is that that causes this reaction. I grew up and I remember this experience where I was doing nothing. I was just messing around and I like jumped over this little thing. These kids were visiting up from um, Tucson and I, it was literally nothing. I like jumped off a tree, not, not jumped off a tree. I was like running by a tree and just did this like little hop and pushed off of it over doing nothing. And the kid was like, Oh, you think you're so cool. You can do that. Cause you do all your know, backflips and stuff. And I was just like, no, I don't, I don't do anything. And so my reaction was that it, it, it wasn't that he was being mean. It was just his own insecurity and, um, I had that quite a bit around there, whether I was uh, intending to show off or not, it didn't matter. It caused a lot of insecurity and I never liked that because seeing that people had these great abilities that I didn't have and already had, but somehow they viewed this one ability that I might have that they didn't at the time because of the years that I put in caused an insecurity. And so I never liked causing that reaction I would never, I never, and so it, even if people didn't feel it, I would never want to show it or do something that would then make them potentially feel insecure about it. And so that observation kind of just triggers that back and like, okay, I just need to back off. I just need to stop doing that or, or, or show anything around because I can't enjoy it in the same way if I'm concerned that other people are going to be insecure about it. And that's not entirely my, you know, I can't do a whole lot about it. And so there's a, 
a point where it's not a great thing because you can't hold back your whole life because somebody might be feel something bad. But it's not until recently that I've really tried to understand where that comes from. And I think that's that's what has built up over time. Interesting. No wonder you stopped hanging out with me for so long there for a while. <laughs> that was because the military. <laughs> Just another, oh, just another way he's better than you. Didn't you didn't live. <laughs> just another way. It was because I was first in my class at boot camp. Sorry, it's just cool. <laughs> it's just because I got the trusty polar award. Yeah, I've got that sitting at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah. well, it's crazy that you mentioned that, like, and that literally has made you choose this whole different path and yeah. the way yeah. you uh your process of of creating and working yeah you yeah. interesting it's like Stop. and that wasn't like intentional it was, yeah. it was just something that happened to back, you right? Chase. <laughs> live up to your full potential we don't think you're gonna be that great yeah. don't be worried about me being insecure around you i never think you're that cool <laughs> And it also does sound slightly. Uh, um, it's like I'm so good. People yeah, are going to so around. People are just going to be. <laughs> like, that's not it either, though. That's fine. There's no way out of this. I'm just stuck either way. Go ahead. You lose, on. lose. It's yep. just yeah. That's that what is, happens when you work through your problems on a podcast. Yeah. People make fun of you. <laughs> oh, that's why people quit after seven episodes. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is. That is interesting. Huh. And. Thanks for sharing. That was vulnerable yeah. of you. Yeah, to it really was. That. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was way more than uh, yeah. than I said. Can you, you know? hand me the tissues? Yeah. <laughs> like, we finally got to the to the nitty gritty. Yeah, of, that uh, explains a lot. I never understood. I was like, man, if I could do backflips, I'd be just backflipping everywhere. Yeah, I know. I'd be backflipping to work. Do, I'd be doing happily one arm pull ups all the time, just cause. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that's interesting, huh? But I, I, it makes sense. Um, oh, well, yeah, no, I have a, nothing to say. Such a nice guy. See, there it is. Lose, lose. No, come You're on. So no, that, nice. that's, no, that's a, uh, that's a really interesting, uh, really interesting insecurity that I don't think a lot of people have. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like, talk no. about privilege. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we all got bullied for not being good enough at things and you got bullied for being good at them. <laughs> It just goes to show you, kids are terrible. <laughs> kids They're are terrible horrible. You can't do anything without like being picked on. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. you can either be super lame, <laughs> or you can be really cool and do all sorts of stuff, and they still They're find still gonna a, they find still it. find a way to make you feel bad about it. <sighs> you should have just uh, turned it around uh, and been like, "It's not my fault. You suck at things." <laughs> <laughs> just crush that kid. <laughs> Then he would have gone on Maybe a whole different pathway. Maybe if your parents loved you enough to make you good at something. <laughs> I'm sorry you're a disappointment. <laughs> sorry they don't nurture and foster an environment where you can be good at as possible skill set. I'm sorry you're going to be looking back at this your whole life and then realizing you're not good enough to make someone else feel bad about themselves. You got to live with that. Uh. That's your oh, struggle, man. man. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go do a backflip now. Backflip you can watch it. Away. You can watch it and cry. <laughs> so I know you do that at night. <laughs> I hope that kid is, listens to I this know. podcast one day somehow. Yeah, yeah, kid. Whoever you are, hopefully you've gotten past that point in your life. I'm hopefully, sure hopefully not you're not a better second person thought now. about it. Yeah, that's the way he's it goes. dead. <laughs> it's a good possibility. And you're the winner. Yeah. Here. You're the real winner. <laughs> Let's see who's Because you're still enough. alive and standing. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Can't jump off trees when you're in a coffin, kid. 
that's why you're gonna become the tree that maybe I'm gonna jump off of. We've tried to hide the morbid he's, maybe humor. He's turning <laughs> in his grave. It's all coming out. It's, it's all coming out. It's, uh, it's what happens when you get me uh, on here. No, bring, it's actually amazing that it hasn't out. come out this much already. <laughs> that was awesome. It may not be apparent, but Stephen and I both have. Well, that. It's not my podcast, so I can make these jokes. Yeah, and if I never you. have to come back on, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, we're definitely having you back on oh, now. Yeah, now. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, um, no, but I mean, kind of. it's one of those things that I wouldn't take back. It's similar to yeah. all those experiences that made me who I am yeah. um, and turned me into what I'm even, even getting made fun of because I was, I was an easy target growing up. I didn't like to cause that in other people. So most of the time I didn't like hit back. And so it was an easy target. I'm really short. Um, still some of those things cause insecurities in people, especially my, my two best friends that I hung out with were made fun of me the most out of anything. And like, you're like, why would you hang around your friends like that? Now there's a point where it was just razzing and normal guys and we do that. But then there's a point where a lot of times it was just too far. And for their own reasons, both of them had their own insecurities and things that they were just basically responding to and trying to build themselves up because of it. And uh, so recognizing that growing up, but also learning how to handle that kind of stuff, you know, when grow thick skin and move forward and just become who I am. And so that's a lot of the ways why I am now in that I don't necessarily worry about as much as what people think about me because of understanding and seeing just having that living example of watching people who I know cared about me, but would still use me just to deal with those insecurities and stuff, knowing it wasn't about me and understanding that most of the time it's not about me. People are just dealing with their own insecurities about different things, whether it's they didn't have their parents around as much or they were um, dealing with being the youngest and different things like that right? Everyone has their own stuff they're dealing with. And it was an easy way for them. I mean, it's not a correct way, but an easy way for them to alleviate some of that, uh, pain or pressure or concern about it. Yeah. Hmm. But that was a major, that's some of the major yeah. inflection point in my life. Yeah. Were I wonder those things. how many people might look back and think you were a bully. Like I've always nah. wondered that about is like, I don't think he's a bully. Chase, yeah, if you've ever like I, Chase, honestly is one of the few people that I can say, I don't think so. Like he was always, he just was never that kind of person. He never put that out there. See, I don't know. Do you feel like Steven's like raising his hand? Trying to make a point here. <laughs> You thought I, I was 35 years old. I got some unresolved issues. <laughs> that, really, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was the major inflate. Yeah. That that's his villain arc is I thought he was 35. <laughs> the reason why I want Botox and no surgery. His super villain name is <laughs> old man. Old man. <laughs> Not young man. Um, no, it, it's just, I think talking about, and I'm thinking about like perceptions that yeah. people might have of you because everyone has a different yeah. perception of you, yeah. right? <clears throat> but yeah, and a lot of times, in those cases, when you're, when you're talking about like people who might've like bullied you when you were younger, I, I feel like I find those people, like those closest to you were usually your biggest bullies. And because I think they just weren't aware of the fact that these things have impact on you or, you know, planted a small seed or a small insecurity. And then they just kept watering it. Cause they're like, this is funny. This is what, what yeah. we do. This is how I mean, we joke. I, I was definitely guilty of that. Like I said, me and Mitchell, Sorry, Mitch, I'm throwing you under the bus here, but you were right there with me. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was insecure, at least on my part, it was definitely like in, a little bit of insecurity and jealousy of the, you know, like I was. Of the backflips. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, we joke, we joke, to the we joke about the backflips, but there was, a, you know, Chase's physical ability was always far beyond mine. That's that's just the reality of it. And it's something I always felt was lacking in my own life. Not and in squats, though. Yeah, I got that on you. <laughs> but no, um, it was it was it was an easy way for me to, uh, yeah, make myself feel better about that by making fun of something that honestly, like. If you were to tell anybody that you were making fun of somebody for those things, but what, what, what do you talk? What I don't understand. What, what is what? Yeah. I don't what. Like Who's, that's so cool. What do you mean? What do you mean you're making fun of him? <laughs> what? Um. Yeah. No. I. It is. It is. I think that's recognizing that those perceptions, even if it's not my intent, though. Going back to the kid who was like that. They probably did see me, at least in some way, and my perception of how I came off was as some sort of a show-off or doing something like that. So it was some sort of insecurity. You weren't even aware they were there. No, but that's the that point is that per, that perception, <laughs> again, yeah. of like, do, do people perceive you as X? Um, <clears throat> and watching how people reacted to certain things was, yeah, it was that was, again, just an inflection point and, and changed how I viewed things and that it didn't really matter what my intent was necessarily and the cliche is, or the saying is, perception is reality. And unfortunately, yeah, that perception doesn't take into account intent or whatever else somebody else has going on. It's only about what you can perceive. And growing up, you grow out of it and you start to understand that there's more context around everybody. But when you're a kid and you don't, you literally just see it as like this one-on-one thing and you you think you're always somehow somehow as a kid you think you're always right like you think that you you actually understand what's going on from <laughs> in a lot of ways and in reality you're just understanding the exact variables that you have going on in your own life yeah. not even that you're still misinterpreting those yeah yeah we tend to project those onto a yeah. situation yeah 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 life's weird in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and all the paths you take, like, as odd as they may seem, they take you to where you need to be. I mean, it's easy to say that. I say that from point of, like, privilege of the paths that I've taken have led me to, uh, in all honesty, a great place. That doesn't happen for some people, so, you know, but at least for me. I, yeah. I'm, I appreciate the paths that I've been down. Good, bad. Yeah. Indifferent, whichever ones, so. Yeah. Well, same way, being able to look back and appreciate the past for what they are yeah. is important too. Yeah. Because not everybody has that skill either. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because it's not it's not like you don't have any stresses and struggles that still and paths that are gonna come up to you now. It's not like you don't have any issues in life. However, you still have a lot of good in your life. Yeah. And being able to appreciate that and appreciate that in spite of, you know, the um hard things that are facing you now is important and it gives you good perspective keeps in mind that you know there are still those good things that override all of the negative things that are going on and that are struggles and stresses it's an important part of balance yeah. Yeah. so Stephen I think I can sum up as far as like some of the major inflection points but I want to make sure that I'm correct and that like if one of them was growing up religious and, and leaving that church and religious portion, right? That was a major inflection point for you. Moving here was a major inflection point for you. Finding photography was also on a major inflection point for you, correct? And it's kind of led yeah. a lot of who you are now. Yeah. Now, you both have things that are coming up and 
very clear pathways and forks that are in front of you. So, I mean, I'll start with you since we're here, Stephen, since and since, since I was leading up, but as you move forward, like, what do you see as the paths that you have forward and how are you going to approach those and what do you think is going to come? Like, how do you, how do you make the decisions now that you've already seen these inflection points? Can you use them to continue that? Can you figure out where to invest more or what to choose? I think specifically in the last about three, like in the last three years, I feel like a lot of life events happened that um, just helped me um, grow in different areas and, and kind of recognize a lot of areas that I needed to grow in. And so I feel like I can maybe be a little bit more intentional on certain things. And we've had this conversation, I feel like in the past, you know, I had been a pushover and I was just very like, maybe a little too malleable, um, maybe not very bold as a person in my beliefs or in my, you know, convictions or opinions. I was just kind of very, um, very squishy as, <laughs> as Jay said in the last episode. And, uh, and I feel like now I can, um, maybe just intentionally nurture, you know, this healthy balance of learning how to, navigate certain situations and relationships a lot better now. I think in the past I was, it was very easy for me to just, Oh, I'm just going to cut people out of my life left and right. Um, and now I just know how to handle things a little bit better. As far as like life events though, I, I think at this point I recognize that other than like the goals that I have and that I want to work toward, I don't know. I feel like sometimes life just like happens as you go. And, um, and now I just feel maybe a little bit more equipped to handle um, some of those things that, that might come across my path. And hmm. like, I think aside from the, the intentional choices you make, like career choices or, um, you know, life choices like marriage or planning to have a child or, um, you know, choosing a job, things like that. I feel like sometimes you don't have a choice in hmm. the path that life kind of leads you on. And so I don't know, I, I'm just honestly looking forward to, so I turned 30 this year and, I honestly thought this would have been like boo. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I was going to have like a midlife crisis. Not recently. I just, I was like, I, I'm the type of person who's going to have one when I turn 30. And, uh, when you I turn 30, yeah, what's that? When you turn 30, that's yeah, a midlife crisis. That's a midlife crisis right there. I'm going to get out of the 16. way early. Yeah. Uh, well, when you hit like, I don't know, like, I such feel like milestone. I've had a, yeah, yeah. it's such a milestone year. Yeah, like, yeah. um, and when, you don't have, I think it, it's easier for, for people to compare their life to others. And, um, with the upbringing I've had and my siblings all being married and having kids, um, it's easy to be like, I should have all that by now, you know? And, um, and I don't feel that way necessarily. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I'm just kind of looking forward to, I don't know, having a new perspective on life and, um, being able to move forward with new insight and on myself and, yeah, I think because you we talk about inflection points, but there's some different types, right? You have intentional choices, like you said, and then you also said that there are ones that come out of nowhere and you just have to adjust, right? They force your path in a certain direction. Um, and those seem to come less often, which is, for the most part, you know, nice. You go through periods in life where that's not so. But, um, <clears throat> and good and bad, right? Because along with the, the fact that you get good choices and bad choices, you also have things that are, turn out to be good and things that are, are bad and, um, that you don't get as much of a, a say in and, uh, being able to handle that and adjust is important because 
when you're younger, you feel like it's not fair and it's just this, you know, why does this happen? I didn't even do anything. This wasn't something that I did choose. And most of the time, if you're fortunate enough, you grow up and not have that growing up, right? When you're young and a kid, you don't have that as much and definitely not to be so impactful where it affects the rest of your life. Um, not always the case. Sometimes you do, but then when you get older, it seems like you, um, as you step out and start making your own decisions, then those other things that happen in life come at you and, and affect you. And maybe when you're a kid, most of the time you've got family and parents around you who will protect you from those repercussions and changes a little bit more. But when you're older and, you know, suddenly responsibility is all yours and the consequences and decisions are all yours, then those things come out of nowhere. But uh, being able to handle that moving forward and at least be able to expect is an important skill to have. And... Now, Michael, you've also got some big things going on and we don't have to go into, we can go into as little or as much detail as you want, but you have your own decisions and forks in in life. And in a lot of ways right now, you just, you're also constrained a lot because you have, like you said, a newborn baby who's two months old. Um, You already have a daughter who's coming up on three and a wonderful wife who's starting her own stuff and managing another side of life that you're also dealing with. And then you're also doing construction and now you've been in construction your whole life, but you're, you've taken on an endeavor that's a little bit different from what you were doing before you were helping dad more and being a part of the construction process to now this restaurant. You've combined that experience of knowing what it takes to have a good restaurant and then to have the opportunity to remodel an existing restaurant. So you were able to take the experience of the restaurant business and then the construction side of things and meld those two together. And you're coming up on the end of that project. And like I said, now you you can talk about as little as much yeah. as you do, but you have some things coming up, right? These decisions and inflection points, potential inflection points um, that you know about. And then who knows what else, yeah. right? And fortunately, it doesn't look like anything bad. But so what, what are your thoughts? Uh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's, it really was the reason that I picked this topic. Um, cause I am at coming up on some of these inflection points and having to, um, having to make some of those decisions as far as what path I take next. And, uh, it's hard to make that call in the moment. Um, and without being able to see where, you know, right now I'm not at the fork yet. Uh, and even if I, once I finish this project, um, the fork may not be right there. It may be a little bit further on down and I mm. don't know what the choice is at that point. Um, and so I, I, that's, that's, it's more just having to, yeah, kind of, kind of roll with it as much as possible, have my plans, have my thoughts. Um, and, but even a goal right now, you know, you've got your abstract goals and those kind of things, but um, I don't know, there are certain points in your life where, you can't even hardly, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to come up with a goal for, Mm -hmm. for certain parts of your life, obviously. Um, and yeah, so I really don't have a good answer for that. I'm, I'm in the middle of, in the middle of that pathfinding process and it's an interesting place to be. It's not really a fun place to be all the time, but it, it's at least interesting and it, 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 uh, yeah. Um, and that's all very like, vague. Tr- trite and vague, it sounds like, but that's honestly just where I'm at is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
know, going back and, and that's, that's from the start where we were talking about going, looking at, um, looking at different paths that I've taken. And in all honesty, I couldn't have guessed that any of them would have led me to any of the others. So I can't even make, I, I can't to, to think that I can see where everything's going to go is kind of the height of folly to me. And so I, maybe I have a little bit of a different perspective on it in that I don't know if I can, if there's a path, if I have the ability to pick a path, I can, I can do my best to make the right choice on every step I take, but I, there, I can't pick. I don't, yeah, the, the, there's no path picking for me, you yeah. know? Um, we're all just kind of walking down and every moment leads to a different choice and that leads to another choice and that leads to another choice and you just got to keep rolling with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I honestly, again, it's all vague, but that's because I don't really have any specifics to, <laughs> to yeah. give, you know? Um, yeah. No, but I think it's an important perspective to have is to understand that there are no certainties in choice. You may feel like you understand where the next step's going, but really all you're doing is accepting the risk of what that step will bring. You're not accepting the exact foot placement. You think you are, and you do the best to make sure that it lands that way, give yourself the best opportunity to have the best outcome of that next step. But in reality, it's just accepting the risk of what that may bring and what that path down the road brings. Because when you come into these major forks, then you're heading down an entirely different direction and much less in a single step in front of you that you take is further on down the road because then you have to take another step and another step and you're just accepting the risk with every step and also the consequences, benefits, whatever comes with it. And so I think for me, in some ways it's good is to have constraints um, and I'll use my own example of another inflection point was deciding to go and try and do um, a course to get a job in Microsoft <clears throat> because before that point, I was planning on going to nursing school. I was getting out of the military. I had like eight months left. If even that, I think I had, yeah, seven, eight months left. And um, I thought I was just going to go to nursing school because that's what we did here. Right. And Flagstaff, it's kind of medical or, you know, a few different things, but that's about it. So I was like, oh, I'll just be a nurse, go to school four years after finishing the military and do that. And uh, with the constraint of a wife, you know, there's there's less risk involved because she can help take care of stuff. It's not complete reliance and dependency. And uh, then we found out we were pregnant with Oliver, my oldest son, and understanding suddenly that now there was a complete dependency and not only on him, but also that my wife, I wanted her to be able to stay home, take care of him and help raise him. And so that suddenly shifted everything and put my constraints. And so the decision away from doing just what I wanted to do, um, you know, live a certain life and do that to where now my son, my future son was going to be these, almost the sole decision of what I was going to do less about what I want to do. Cause in, in reality, I probably still would have rather gone to nursing school and I enjoy helping people and being a part of that. And it's great. And it's a good job, but it was just going to take too long. And so I'd already built a skill set, and I knew this opportunity here. I wasn't going to do that. I already knew about it before that. And I wasn't going to do it. Um, I knew about the opportunity with the course that was coming out of the military to then get a potential job with Microsoft. And I was like, nah, that's, 
I don't even want to do it anymore. But once that came on, then the constraint was that my child was everything. Nothing else really mattered because he was completely dependent on me. So I was responsible for trying to give the best opportunity possible. And so the same, it still does that now because there are times like, man, I would really like to do something else. But it still drives me. Now I have three kids and I wouldn't trade it at all. And I don't regret that they're my constraints. I'm not bitter or anything towards them. They continually just are that factor in like helping me decide in what to do. And that is it going to make their lives better, even if it's at some of my own costs for certain things in life. Because, yeah, I mean, now now I get to decide but the repercussions are that they either have a better or worse life. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And that's a hard, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Especially when there is ambiguity. It's hard because yeah. you're, you're trying to make the right decision. Yeah. And again, that all you're really doing is accepting that risk one way or another yeah. and doing your best to make sure that it's headed in the right direction. I'm glad we all figured out our past now. Oh, no, I think we, just, we're all, <laughs> we all got to the point to where, oh, yeah, none of us know what we're I'm doing. I'm just glad that in some way mine runs parallel or crosses yeah, yeah. or whatever with both. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's, it's, just, it's good. You know, that's, I'm also that's trying to get part. out of that lane, you know, yeah. across those paths. <laughs> uh, One day I'll get out of here. I'll show you all. This has been really good. It's yeah. big. It's been really good. Yeah, it's been so great catching yeah. up with you, man. Yeah, I know it's like, been it's been way too long. It has been. Yeah, I mean, life has been busy, <sighs> and yeah, yeah, new, new baby and thing. work, yeah. and you know, yeah, such is life. Um, I'll have to continue either this or the other part too, because I feel like yeah. we just keep on going. I, I, I do. I know. Like, I feel like I am excited to maybe talk a little bit about like you know, the other topic, even yeah. talking about, um, just how decisions shape our yeah, paths and yeah. things like that. It'd be really cool to get into just kind of what Space is time. and yeah, yeah. just even like, you know, you get into the, uh, you know, the thought process that every decision has been made and then yeah. you, it, it, where you're only in this timeline because of those choices. Everyone but else every, made the other decisions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the theories and yeah. like, yeah. And then I sink into nihilism, give up on everything. I have no real choice. <laughs> <laughs> but you have all the choices. <laughs> oh. <You laughs> no, all the choices. Some portion of you has Everyone made all else, the choices. Yeah. All the other me's had all the other choices. Yeah, I only have this one. And they didn't have the choice you had. Well, yeah, they exactly. had the choice. They, they just didn't, didn't make it. They, they didn't make this yeah. choice. You know, so they don't have this opportunity. So uh, there's some like gold medal winning gymnast chase yeah, out there. That's even nice worse. They're all better than me too. <laughs> This is the darkest timeline. <laughs> You're the kid who bullied I'm, yourself. <laughs> you like traveled in time as some kid version of you. And you're like, you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Yeah, it was you all along. Steven. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man. Well, Michael, thanks for coming on. Yeah, and we're definitely doing this again. Yeah, so this was originally supposed to be time travel and, and time space. And space time. Yeah, space time. 2.0 with yeah, Ryan, but it didn't work out. We'll do that next time. Michael was really worried that we weren't going to have enough to talk about, except yeah. he was he was feeling pretty comfortable that he could talk for the whole time. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, that's easy enough by us then. <laughs> Made it easy on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. No, no, it was a really great discussion. Yeah. And 
Lisa, same thing as same thing as Kaylin. I really appreciate getting to actually hear your perspective rather than just assuming I understand it because I'm living around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we normally when we're so close, we don't actually like put it out there. We just we yeah. do assume the other person already knows and, yeah. and already gets it. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah. yeah. Steven. Stephen, I'm still here. It. So yeah, I, I just really enjoy getting to, to be here. Yeah. If anyone's leaving this podcast, it's going to end up me being be replaced by because someone else. Because he hates me. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't leave, so he will. No, yeah. I'll go. St- we'll start around. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, Stephen, you want to you wanna get together in podcast? Oh, actually, um, I'm kind of so, busy tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Stephen, you ready? Is that Michael? <laughs> we can call it 100 XP. <laughs> like it yeah there you go um, no yeah and uh to any other listeners who are listening in on this thanks for stopping by and check out other stuff we cover we cover everything we cover it all thanks for having me on and, uh sorry to the listeners that they have to sit here and listen to me talk for like two hours on and on until I next get tired time of myself all right until next time we'll thanks everyone later.